and welcome back to a special edition of the GoCast podcast. I'm here, myself being Chris, sitting down with Justin, a.k.a. JCPix3, also a.k.a. Pop Punk Pokemon, and we're going to talk a little bit about AR photography today. Justin, thank you so much for joining me here today. What's going on, man? How are you? Dude, no worries. Cheers for the invite. I really appreciate the opportunity to just kind of hang, man. Sounds good. All right, cool. So for those that might not know of you, I do. We've been talking for a couple of weeks now. Also, you had a great interview on our friends over at Lured Up Podcast. If you guys haven't heard that, you should go check it out. The main difference being that that interview was prior to Go Snapshot being live. Correct. And this is post Go Snapshot. We were hoping that it was going to launch before the interview and it didn't happen. So we just kind of right. put on our tinfoil hats and tried to, you know, <laughs> speculate as best we could and talked about plans and ideas. But now that it's been out for what, a couple of weeks now? Yeah. Ooh, I've been having fun. Yeah, it's it's amazing. We'll we'll have plenty of time for that. We'll get to that in just a second. But before that, let's lay some groundwork. So what are you all about? What's going on with you? What do you do? What's your presence on the internet? Why are we even talking in the first place, man? Uh, well, on YouTube, I run a channel called Pallet Town Passport with my very dear friend, Kyler. Um, it's an idea he came to me with and wanted me involved. And we want to kind of do this like high-end production value Pokemon Go videos. And he knew my interest in photography because I um, had traveled with a band for seven years as a photographer. And it's always been a passion of mine. And I kind of just took those passions with music and applied it to Pokemon and just kind of found myself starting an Instagram and it started to roll pretty fast and gain some pretty, pretty good traction. Um, and now I'm like heavily involved with all of the really great Pokemon Go uh, Instagram content creators. And we all kind of have this like little discord together and, and um, oh, really? constantly, yeah, we're, we're all just constantly like inspiring each other and, and doing activated creations as a result of someone else doing something else. And then we'll do like contests and things like that. So it's like this awesome, awesome circle of just like amazing, amazing art, just constantly being passed around. That's pretty wild. The Pokemon Go podcast sphere is also super, super supportive. Like we're good friends with Ken over at Lured Up. Like we, all of us, like five or six of the shows that all talk to each other, we're in each other's discords, we talk and stuff like that. So like you're saying it's the same thing for the Instagram scene as well. Like that's pretty cool. Oh yeah, dude. There's like um, pretty much everyone that I follow in this account, I'm following 48 people and most of those people are like other creators within the Pokemon Go Instagram realm. And we're just always DMing each other and like in each other's stories like, hey, go check out this creator. Go check out this creator. It's it's awesome to see the support. It's so, so cool. That's pretty rad. Let's bring it back to you. So you mentioned that, you know, you were you're into photography for the longest time. You've been a photographer. You traveled with a band for seven years. What's your history as a photographer? So like what got you into that? Why don't you talk about those seven years a little bit more? Ooh, OK. So let me just flash it back. I think my interest in photography probably came from my dad honestly because he he was always into like taking family pictures and things like that and capturing memories growing up my dad was always like he was like my indiana jones he was my harrison ford you know like just my hero okay. he, like what he did i always like had a passion for so he had a passion for stories so he would always bring home amazing amazing fantastical films for me to watch as a kid movies like hook jurassic park you know indiana jones like things like that wonderful fantastic 
films with all of this amazing like cinematography and and really really wonderful far off lands. So I had an interest in mysticism, and that translated into me being addicted to Magic: The Gathering for twenty plus years. <laughs> and so the artwork on that kind of made me want to just kind of start picking up a camera. But he always had this like the good camera in the house, you know. So sure, he was always sure. investing money in like the good camera, and every time it would it started with film and then wound up going digital. And he always had a like a good camera in house, and then it went from film to video, then to digital, and so he would make these home movies and stuff like that. And so I bought a camcorder, like an RCA with like the old tapes and stuff. And oh I yeah, used, I used to skate when I was a kid. So me and my buddies would like make this skate tape, you know, of us just like doing skits and like goofing <laughs> around. So like my my interest and passion in photography started very very young, mostly for, at the influence of my dad. And then when I got to college, I had majored in English, but I. I was always interested in art. I love doing like Photoshop work and stuff like that. So I, I took a concentration in digital art design, and that involved going out and taking digital pictures. And this was like my first hand experience with using a digital camera. And I used to use this old like Lumix, Panasonic Lumix, and the max card was like 512 megabytes. And like, oh man, dude, it is so great. And I loved that <laughs> class. And I just couldn't let go of taking pictures it was always something great to me so then that new obsession spiraled into loving bands and going to shows and i would always find a way to like sneak a camera into a show and i started taking all these pictures and wound up eventually befriending a band and saying like hey here's some photos i took of the show i wondered what you thought and they this is a band called red jumpsuit apparatus uh from florida and they were touring in the northeast in 2011 a bunch and i just found myself going to all the shows so and i would always like I found, I don't know how, but somehow I like befriended them. Like I got to the show early. I would be there for load in, like chat them up and like hang out. You know, we'd go and get lunch and then they come back, play the show. And I would take some pictures and be like, hey, I'm not sure what you guys think of this, but, you know, here's some photos that I took. And they loved it. So what they understood very early on with me is that I had an eye and a knack for the kind of thing that they wanted to promote via social media. So maybe like three months into this, my, the, their tour manager says, hey, man, I've got an extra room in my place. If you're serious about doing this and you want to move to Florida, you can rent a room from me and you can tour with us. And I was like, yo, that's what's up. So I sold my Magic the Gathering collection for $8,900 to Star City Games official location in Virginia. And I took that money, oh, packed up everything. How every many cards did you have? The last time I counted, it was over a million, but I hadn't, I hadn't, from oh when I God, sold, dude. by the time I sold it, it was like maybe three or four years later. It was you a could lot. Have, you could have built a house out of those cards alone, I, man. I probably could have, but instead I took a childhood <laughs> investment. I sold it uh -huh. all away. I packed up everything and everyone that I knew and moved a thousand miles away. And here I am in this small town in Florida, not knowing what to do with my life or where to go. And I start traveling the world with this band, taking pictures for a living. And it was wonderful. It was so fantastic. I loved it. So my interest in photography just continually grew because photographers on the road are all just like photographers on Instagram. Like they constantly support each other. They're always got each other's back. They're always swapping lenses in the pit and just like hanging out. Like, oh, my battery's kicked on my Canon. Do you have a backup? Like, yeah. Can I borrow your fisheye? You want to use my, you know, 24 to 105? Like, yeah, absolutely. Who's got a nifty 50? I need a 108, you know, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. like yeah. constantly just like helping each other out and hooking each other up. And uh, 
that kind of support is something that I really enjoy. And I, I love being behind a camera and taking pictures. So now instead of taking, instead of taking pictures of musicians, now I take pictures of Pokemon. That's really cool. Yeah. So I was going to ask, like, with all of this really rich history and your focus was with this band, like, where does Pokemon fit into this? Like, you were into Magic <laughs> Gathering as a kid. Yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. like, where's where's Pokemon? Where's that puzzle piece connect with everything else? So I started playing Magic Gathering in 1996 and maybe three or four months later, Pokemon dropped. And obviously the world went bananas. I'm trying to remember when TCG dropped. When did that drop? Was it? Oh, it was. Yeah, I think it was within the same year, to be very honest. Was it within the same year? I'd have to honestly yeah, look up the date. Yeah, because they translated the cards and the anime. You know what? I I might be putting my foot in my mouth, but let me look it up. Yeah, let's find that out because I'm trying to figure out a time. I just remember being in either sixth or seventh grade when Pokemon dropped, and I was already playing Magic at that time. And then my friends were just like, "If you like Magic, you'll like Pokemon because the the playing of the game mechanics are very similar," um, and they were. So I wound up playing tcg for a little bit and also getting into the game um and that's kind of how it started for me it started with magic and then spilled over into pokemon and then i kind of got less interested in playing pokemon tcg and more interested in collecting and more interested in playing magic the gathering rather than okay so the english version of the game was 99 the base set came out january of 99 okay that makes Uh, sense the japanese set came out in 96 though so you you could have seen those cards in, in you know circulation way before that I don't think I started collecting the Japanese cards until Jungle and Fossil. So it had to have been after 99. It had to have. Yeah. So 99. Yeah, that makes sense. Circulation. Okay. Yeah. The timeline does totally fit on that. Because I used to live Mm -hmm. near this like really big flea market and I would always go to this little comic book stand that sold magic cards and they had Pokemon cards too. And I would just buy them out and buy them all. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, that's kind of how it all started for me with Pokemon. Just, uh, I, I had owned a copy of Pokemon blue. I played that. And then when the TCG dropped, I started collecting those cards and yeah, I loved it. That's pretty rad. When did you realize that you were able to kind of like fit these two passions together, like Pokemon and photography? Let me rewind a little further because I forgot to mention this part, but the game Pokemon Snap kind of made me, it like inspired me to become a professional photographer. So like, I loved that game so much. And I loved this history that I had with my dad with cameras and stuff like that, that it kind of translated into playing this Pokemon Snap game. And then, you know, that fell out. And this game came in. And it's a real world game. And it had the option to take pictures from the very start. And I was like, Oh, this is, this is really cool. Like, here's AR technology. It's exactly what every kid dreamed of walking around in a real world Pokemon arena, you know. So here's this childhood fascination with these Japanese creatures and the adult form of that kind of takes it out in this particular art form. (laughs) So now that we've pretty much like established, like everybody knows who you are, what you've done, all that stuff. Okay. Now we can start getting into the good stuff. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I have been so excited to ask you from your very qualified perspective, what your thoughts on ghost snapshot is in comparison to like what the AR plus used to be. So, like, when you go out and you're taking shots and stuff like that, like, Ghost Snapshot was what to you? It was everything I wanted it to be and more. It honestly changed the game. I know before it dropped, a lot of the community members in the AR Plus and the AR Pokemon Instagram community, a lot of them were a little upset that a feature like Snapshot was coming because the allure for them was finding a rare spawn and being able to take a picture of it. But the hard part is not all of us live in a climate or condition or a rural enough place 
to take pictures of Pokemon to make it seem as though they're in their own habitat. So, like, the struggle and the achievement for getting that best of photo was right place, right time, right capture, I got it. And so that was, like, the champion. I was so pumped for this because it was just going to give you more options that we'd never had before. See also shiny Pokemon. See also baby Pokemon. See also middle evolutions that you couldn't get to before. Shiny evolutions mm-hmm. that you couldn't get to before. Like right. all of this, this whole new wave of options to take pictures of immediately opens up. And what it does for the community is just create more art. And that's the part that I kept trying to tell them like, Hey, this is just going to be good for the community. It's not going to break the format. All it's going to do is inspire more people and create more art. And that's what I want to see. Like, I want to see community people out there. Just like, I can't tell you how many times a day people ask me, what apps do you use to edit? Here's a photo I took. Can you edit it for me? And I never do that. I did it one time with uh, this guy, uh, Pele Pogo. We did a collab, and it was discussed beforehand in Discard, like, hey, I have this collab idea. Would you have any interest in doing it? And he sent me a couple of photos to do an option, and I edited a lantern for him. Mm -hmm. But that was an established collab. But even just, I think it was either yesterday or this morning, I had gotten an email from someone who was, I guess, a fan of my uh, Instagram and said, hey, I took this picture of Puchiena. Would you mind editing it for me? And I basically said to them, like, there's no way I could edit it better than the magic you want to see come from it. So here are some apps that I use to edit. Why don't you try playing around with those and create something for yourself instead of me creating it for you? Because I have no interest in creating your art. I want your art to inspire my creations, you know? So like sure. this happens this happens constantly where people are just like, hey, can you edit this photo for me? And I'm like, hey, here's what I use to edit. Why don't you try messing around with these apps and see what you can come up with? Because I'm certain it's going to be better than anything I could ever dream up. That is such a great perspective and position to have. That's that's spectacular. Like just sharing the positivity. I mean, yeah. every creative circle needs people like you, man. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing too, and I'm sure we'll probably get into this in a little bit, but I, I started this series on my Instagram where I'm playing through a copy of Pokemon Blue right now. Right. And I wanted to, I had this goal of taking a picture of every Pokemon, but I thought it would be boring if I did it chronologically or numerically or whatever. So I wanted to do it story driven. So the way that I kind of just figured out, I was going to do a playthrough of blue and see where I am when I finish that. Maybe I'll do a playthrough of gen two and gen three and keep it going. Playthrough of blue and then capture my events in blue through Pokemon go snapshot. And then just kind of have this story based uh, purpose to the timeline on my feed at this moment. So probably like 30 different people were like, oh my God, I had that same idea, but you got to it first. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Just because I'm doing it doesn't mean you can't. I Everyone's Pokemon journey is different. Please go and do it. And when you do, tag me in that stuff, man. I want to see it. I want to see your version of your journey, man, because I'm playing blue. You can be playing red and you're going to get different Pokemon. I'm not going to be able to take those Pokemon pictures until I get something traded to me, you know? Right. For sure. I mean, and then they're going to be taking their AR photos in completely different spots. There's no exactly. way that they're exactly. going to take it the exact same spot you did, you know? Exactly. And that's like, I just want to encourage more people to get out there and take more pictures. That's like my whole goal with, with the Instagram and the YouTube and stuff like that. By the way, listener, we'll have links to all of this stuff in the show notes and i want you i please i behoove you go check this stuff out 
because I've been following uh, Justin since he's been on Lured Up and since we've been talking and stuff like that. Like this Instagram project that he's working on right now is spectacular. It's probably some of the best stuff. It, it, I know for sure it's my favorite, but objectively, some of the best stuff I've ever seen with the AR photography. You guys can dig it. It's it's really awesome. Thanks, man. I, I really appreciate that. Yeah. No. Thank. Please don't stop. <laughs> Just, I, I mean, that stuff is awesome. I just finished up Mount Moon. I'm on my way to see Bill, so I All got right. plenty Ooh. more to do. All right, man. Cool. So then I want to go back to Ghost Snapshot really quick because I know you said that it was all you wanted it to be and more, but you yes. know, everything can be a little bit better. I have some notes, but I think your okay. initial question was like the difference between what AR Plus was before to what Ghost Snapshot is. Ghost Snapshot is now. Ghost Snapshot oh, yeah, makes, sure. makes it easier. AR Plus was very difficult to kind of. Uh, it was a lot of waiting. You had to wait around for the Pokemon to move or do something interesting. So timing was everything and you had to be patient. And patience is, a, is an important quality in photography in general. But Ghost Snapshot kind of makes it a little easier and a little more get up and go, which is kind of their whole, like, I guess one of the pillars of the game, you know, to just, you know, pull it out, play really quick, oh, sure. and then yeah. just kind of move on with your day. Um, and that worldview application has now been applied to the photo aspect and now you don't have to sit around waiting for them to do something interesting you can just tap on them and make them do something interesting so what ghost snapshot did was kind of make it easier to get cooler poses and positions and things like that so like one of the hardest things to do originally was like get a pokemon on a bench or or on a rock or in this specific spot you know because it was kind of tricky but now it's easier so ghost snapshot has certainly made it easier to create the things that you're going for, you have a lot more control over your subject, but it also ups the ante on production because now that everybody has the full equal access of control of their subject, now people are just going to make better and better content. You know, anybody who was afraid of like taking bad pictures, well, now you've got more control to do so. And you'll, your content is just going to get better and better every single day. I agree. I'm fledgling at this stuff. Like go, go snapshot and listening to your interview before was just like, I want to go take some pictures. I went out and I'm like, oh, I got no idea what the heck I'm doing. I'm like taking <laughs> photos of stuff. I'm like, I can't get the single right and stuff like that. But even so, like just going out for my first round, like Ghost Snapchat made it really easy. I took a picture of a Piplup like on a frozen uh, lake and it looks really nice. And, you know, That's it, it, awesome. It, right. Like and anybody can do it. If I can do it, anybody else can do it. But yeah. what I was going to what I was going to ask you next was, again, you have nothing but positive things to say about Ghost Snapshot. But do you feel as though there's any missing features? Like, what do you think could be added to make it even better? I, I have some notes. <laughs> okay. All right. Perfect. Okay. So one of the first things I noticed... Oh, just uh, real quick. I just remembered something else. Um, the difference between Ghost Snapshot and AR Plus on iOS, because I have an iOS device. When you mm -hmm. would take a picture on iOS, it would immediately prompt you to save the photo to your photo album. And so you wouldn't have this opportunity to take multiple shots. Right. Instead, you had to time it correctly. And I had a method of doing that. But um, now with Go Snapshot, I can just hit rapid fire, what they call burst mode, and take consecutive photos to get that tweak little, you know, that particular frame that I was aiming for in the animation. And so that I really, really love. Now, as far as tweaks to Snapshot, one thing I noticed with AR Plus was it was always it would always save your name in the corner of the photo, like your trainer name. In Go Snapshot, for some reason on my iOS device, it does no, it no longer does that. I don't know if that's a bug or, or I think what. it's a Go Snapshot thing. Maybe, yeah. It it no longer does that. And that part kinda bums me because it's like, you know, a little signature, like a little autograph on the photo that you took it, you know. Like not having that part kinda bums me out. So I think that 
if they added that back, that would be really, really cool. Although I can totally understand why they would take it away, because maybe it's distracting for the photo or something like that. Not sure if it was on purpose or not, but if it was on accident, sure. they'll likely bring it back. The other thing I noticed was, for example, with uh, Pokemon like Bulbasaur and Chikorita, they would do uh, a Vine Whip animation, right, when they would attack. And, and this was in AR Plus mode. And when you were in AR Plus mode, the vines would come out, which was really, really cool to see. But in Go Snapshot, the animation happens, but the vines don't come out. The same is true for Pikachu, where his, his cheeks used to, like, chime up. That's um, right. And now with Go Snapshot, it, it no longer does that. It's kind of a bummer that those little things didn't quite get added, but that's something I really hope does get added. Like maybe fire for Charizard's flamethrower, you know, the vines for Bulbasaur's vine whip, electricity for Pikachu's thundershock, the rocks for Rockthrow for Geodude, you know, the list goes on. Like those little extra things to just kind of add to it, I think would be really, really cool. And now obviously it would take a lot of time to do that. And so it's not a top priority for them right now, but that is something... I kind of hope that they do spend some time with to kind of really up the ante on that. Okay. Yeah. But so there's nothing like super integral that you're just like, I'm surprised that this isn't part of it. Well, I remember the AR stuff that John Henke was tweeting about a couple months ago. I think it was back in October. They had this whole campaign with Eevee and Pikachu and them running around this like little the occlusion stuff. Yeah. Where he would be behind a chair, behind a bench, behind a tree. I'm certain that that technology is going to be coming and that this is only just a first step, but I'm kind of really stoked about the occlusion factor. I think that's going to really, really up the ante even more. I think it's going to be cool. I mean, yeah, it already looks pretty, pretty convincing when you put these Pokemon on objects because of the way they do the shadows have been Mm -hmm. improved since AR Plus as well. That was another thing. The shadows was something I was constantly adding in myself in post. Just in my edits, I would figure out a way to just add the shadow that, that would like make sense as far as the lighting of the photo. The fact that they've got that in now, oh, it's just it's just saving me so much time. Like it's amazing. I really, really oh, yeah. love the shadow aspect. Yeah, and I'm sure it looks consistent and nice. It's beautiful, the whole thing. Some other Instagrammers have started this new Shadowmon hashtag where they're just taking pictures of the shadow of the Pokemon, which is really, really cool. Like, I love that idea. I saw one with, like, a Charizard. I saw one with a Zapdos. I saw one with a Mew. I thought that was cool. Okay. And it's just, like, these mythical creatures that are like, oh, I saw a shadow. You know what I mean? Like, it adds to the lore. And I love that storytelling aspect of it. I think it's really, really cool and a great idea. So then is there, you were describing a bunch of strengths where AR uh, photography, like, definitely shines. So from your, your professional opinion, what, what are some weaknesses in AR photography that you'd like to be addressed in the future? I think the stability is a little rough. Um, it's it's much better with sn- Go Snapshot than it was with AR+. Oh, totally, yeah. The little yellow footprints, for whatever reason, that update on the grid is better than the, the grass was. It's a lot easier to lay down the little yellow footprints than it was to lay down the grass. Um, the other thing with the grass was when you clicked on the grass, the, the Pokemon would launch. Or if we figured out that if you walked like three or four feet away from it, if you clicked on the grass, then it would launch where, where you put it. But with Snapshot, wherever the footprint is and wherever you touch down, that's where it spawns because you want to put it in a specific location. So that's really cool. I love that a lot. I wish that the grid was just a little more stable. I did this thing the other day. I did a hike for my Mount Moon photo series. 
and I laid down a grid for Clefairy and I wanted to do like a video just for my um, my Instagram story. And when I like started doing the screen recording for Clefairy, he kind of like the grid like glitched a little and like moved and it, it didn't feel like IRL. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It glitched enough. You're like, oh, it's a simulation, you know, whereas if it was maybe a little more stable, you could do like video stuff like that. Like that's like obviously the next progression of things like the photos is one thing, but now video like what if you did video that would be cool too so you you bring up the whole mount moon thing i kind of wanted to ask you if this is different from regular photography ar photography when you're on the hunt for a location to shoot these ar photos do you Mm -hmm. look for something different that you would normally not look for or would look for and now is more important to the ar photography in comparison to traditional photography oh absolutely for the ar stuff at least with the pokemon I really want it to be immersive. I want it to feel like it's actually there. I want it to feel like I stepped into its world and all I did was take a picture and, and there it is, you know? With things like, uh, did you see that Feebas photo I posted during oh, Feebas yeah. Day? Yeah. For that one, because water Pokemon don't have like a water animation or anything like that, I really spent some time getting the right angles of this little Japanese garden that's right up the street from where I live to kind of make it feel as though Phoebus was just chilling in this little creek. And because it's like a little Japanese garden, it had this really cool vibe that goes along with koi fish. And I don't think Phoebus is a koi, but it just kind of fit in that realm. Sure, yeah. So, like, my end game is always inclusion and it being immersive. So I spent a lot of time, like, actively creating the water to make it seem as though he was, like, half in and half out of that photo. And that's where I spent most of my time with that edit there. So with the Mount Moon thing, because I'm doing this series in-game, I kind of want it to feel as though I'm at these locations. Instead of it just being a picture about the Pokemon, it's a picture of the Pokemon in the place. So with Mount Moon, I was like, oh, gosh, how am I going to do Mount Moon? Because the only cave I know of is down by the beach near where I live. And it's this teeny tiny little sea cave that just kind of like scooped out because of the the high tide. And we're talking like maybe like seven to like 12 feet deep, you know, and like, you know, maybe like four or five foot high. But Mount Moon doesn't have that vibe. You know, Mount Moon is this huge carved tunnel. Like, I, I even went so far as like watching the episode from the, the Kanto region to just kind of come up with an idea of what I wanted to do as far as locations. So after watching that episode, I was like, okay, now I have an idea for scale and size. I need to find a real world location that mm-hmm. adequately compensate for that to make this photo yeah (laughs) so i just literally typed in google caves near me question mark (laughs) (laughs) and luckily there were a few nearby um so i drove about 20 miles north and there was this hike and dude it was a hike like my legs hurt the next day so it was like (laughs) like fully just sacrificing the bodily limbs for for the sure, photo sure. like absolutely hey, do it for the art man yeah yeah do it do it for the gram um so i hiked <laughs> all the way up this mountain to get to these wind caves and all of a sudden the world just like made sense in my mind i was like okay i can see it on my mind let's just put it let's just put it on the page like let's let's put it in person so i just it was a matter of just like putting it in the right location and just kind of backing up far enough to uh, fully encapsulate, you know, the height of the cave and and the depth 
Um, I really wanted the the colors in the cave because it was sandstone, so you had these really great reds and oranges. You know, I think about those kinds of things in my edit and and when I'm doing the actual uh, practical photo. I want those pieces and elements to really come alive when I do finally post the photo. So yeah, sure. like like location is a, is a very big deal, and I'm I was very lucky that those caves were nearby. <laughs> I, I liked the photo that you had of you walking up to Mount Moon, like you had an introductory photo of like your journey there too yeah and all of it was super convincing it was really really good i dude i got super lucky twice on that day when i went there i was missing for some reason i just didn't have any regular geodudes in my storage and as soon as i got there there was a geodude because like geodude was on the list of pokemon to photograph in mount moon so okay and then also when i got there there was also a clefairy on the nearby and i was like oh my gosh I'm I'm here like it's really happening. That's awesome. Like yeah. as soon as I saw those two things, I immediately pulled out my Instagram story and just started doing the recording like okay, here we go. We're on our way to Mount Moon. So that that might be something I include a little more because I think it's really fun to just kind of immerse yourself in that world and become a part of the story as well, you know, because you're like yeah. actually living it. That I thought is it was really absolutely fun. Absolutely wild. Yeah, that's that's really awesome. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so then I, it kind of kind of begs this next question. Uh, and this is from listener Dave the Rave TM. And this is kind of a series of questions. I'll have the same sort of thing. But sure. the first one is, so when you're going out on these hikes and stuff like that and going on location, what specific tools do you use? As far as what? Like uh, anything past my phone? Yeah. I'm just curious if you use like anything else besides your phone. Because I know I watched one of your videos on how to take really good AR photos on Palatine Passport. You had a camera with you. You had yeah. your phone. Is there anything else in the periphery? Or are you literally just going out there with your phone and just having a great time? Dude, literally, it's just my phone. I don't bring any light set up. I don't bring, I don't bring anything like that. There's no extra lenses that I attach. Although that is something I want to experiment with because I'm not sure how it'll turn out with the snapshot. But I, I want to start experimenting with those like little external oh, those lenses. Phone lenses? That go, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are pretty I, cool. I feel like that might change up things. That might do something cool. I, I really want to try something like that. But no, it's literally just me, my phone, and having a keen eye for detail as far as location scouting goes. That's it. Okay. What sort of specific editing tools are you utilizing like the most? This, this is a question I get a lot. My, my I'm sure. favorite thing, My favorite thing about all of my edits is I know a lot of people get discouraged as soon as they hear the word Photoshop. You know, that's it's it's a big tool. It's a big lesson. And I've been using Photoshop since its fruition, since Photoshop one. So for like, you know, a long well over a decade, I've been using Photoshop. I'm proficient in Photoshop. I really, really want to see more of this kind of content in my feed and just just getting kicked around. So when I first started doing this, I wanted the photos to like inspire other people to go out and do it but I wanted them to have access to the same tools I do too. So I made a conscious decision to edit these photos only on my phone, even though I could easily dump it into Photoshop and really just ham it up and go perfect with it. So what I do use are a series of several apps, and it's never just like one filter or one app. Each app has its own different thing that I use it for. And I tweak filters and I tweak colorations and I tweak sharpness and brightness and contrast and shadows and vibrance. And uh, like all of these things are minute, minute tweaks um, just from years and years of experience of editing photos that wind up in the final product. A lot of people think that I just put a photo in an app, hit the easy button, then bam, it's ready to go. But that's not how it works. You really have to experiment with these. 
So as far as apps that I use, the the number one go-to is Snapseed. That's one that's available on iOS and Android. Some that I don't think are available on Android but are available on iOS are um, PhotoFox and QuickShot. Those are two I use a lot. I use Photoshop Express. I use Lightroom. I use Photoshop Fix. And one that I've been kind of kicking around a lot lately is uh, an app called PixArt. So those are like a handful of apps that are in my regular rotation of, Mm -hmm. of an edit of a photo. And that's, you can get all of these for free and I do my edits. I don't have like the full versions of these. These are the free versions of these. So like it's even more access to other people. They can, they can just download these things for free and do it themselves too. Can you kind of give me an idea of like how often you'll like toss like an export from one app into the next and stuff like that. Cause you said you, you kind of tweak in like something here, toss it over there, tweak it there. Like give me an idea, like how many times are you tossing? Like let's take your Clefairy photo, for example. Yeah, Cause sure. that one, man, Ooh, chef kiss, man, that thing. <laughs> Good Honestly, stuff, but I did. Um, it looks like it took a lot of work, a lot of time. It did. It took me, it took me about 45 minutes and that was one, two. It's, it's, it's so funny. Cause every time I do an edit, I export the photo and open that new edit in the new app, and it just kind of layers itself, right? So for Clefairy, I had an element, the Moonstone, that I added, and I tweaked that. And it's literally, it's like a digital, or I'm sorry, not a digital, um, I found a, uh, I think it was a DeviantArt post that someone had done, like, a drawing of the stones, of, like, the evolution stones. And so what I did was took, like, a version of that, and then made my own version and tweaked the hell out of it so that it kind of like was inspired by those so that I knew what the actual stone is supposed to look like, but then come up with like my own colorations, my own depth and my own unique tweaks to it and added that to his hand, to little Clefairy's hand. So it starts with the location and the pose of the Pokemon. I do that edit and that's in the first picture. So that's one. Then I pull it into Snapseed. That's the first go-to every time. I do some tweaks in there. That's two. Then I pull up the stone, and then I pull that into quick shot. That's the third edit. And then I tweak the stone and colorations because I wanted that blue tint on, on Clefairy's face to kind of give it more shine and shimmer. Right, that's, right. That, that's four. Then I pull it up in PhotoFox, and I get the layers going, and I add some more coloration with some overlays and just kind of uh, color detail some more. Then I pull it up in... I think I go back to Snapseed and do minute adjustments because there's like a brush in there that you can use for like, Man. yeah, because <laughs> so it turned like, out. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, no need to give up all the secret sauce, man. But like, yeah. yeah, that's so yeah, you, you, you have a plan. Like, you know, which each one, like where that oh, app yeah. shines each, and stuff like each, that. Like you got a plan absolutely. for this. There is no, currently there is no perfect app to just kind of do it all. It's a oh, combination totally. of these that, that wind up becoming these creations that I post. And then it, it ended with, uh, with PixArt. And I love that app because they have these really wonderful brushes that I use to kind of make those gleams and sparkles that kind of make Mount Moon shine. And that's where it ended. Um, And that was the final product. And then when it's all said and done, what I do is I go back and uh, pull up um, PhotoFox and I find my little gamer tag and I add that as a new layer because I just really like that element of it. So even though the new Ghost Snapshot doesn't include it, I, I continually add it to my photos just as like a like a watermark of sorts you know what i mean like that sort of thing yeah so that's it's also kind of, kind of a like a callback yeah that, that's pretty yeah, cool yeah. 
that's the general process. It's just like do a tweak right. here, start up a new app, do a tweak there, start up a new app, do a tweak there. Start up. So it's just like this layering format. So with Clefairy, it went through one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different phases before it was finally finished. Ooh, buddy. Oh, and that's man. That's actually that's actually not that bad. But usually I'll go through more. Usually it's about 20. <laughs> So like if you're scrolling through like my photos, it's like a thousand pictures that I did take and then a thousand edits and then like it's just, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay, yeah, but that that comes with, you know, you you have experience and stuff like that with photography prior to this too. So you kind of know what you're looking for, plus you know, you said you grew up using Photoshop and stuff like that, since it's like mm. first iteration, essentially. What about somebody that's just starting to get into AR photography? Is there one or two apps you could probably part that down to be like these are the two that you should really mess around with like this is the foundation i know you mentioned snapseed am i right in assuming that's probably the answer yeah absolutely i would certainly start with snapseed because that's just kind of a generic cure-all um for somebody who's like a beginner and doesn't really know a lot about different techniques that you can do to a photo like right right things like ambiance and uh, saturation and and things like that you know snapseed has wonderful filters that you can run through they have like a bunch of different settings that you can tweak and fine fine tune and their layout is and design is easy to navigate so you can just kind of if you goof up you can quickly uh, correct the error that sort of thing so you just kind of goof around in that and find something that you like and once you figure out how a certain tool works like just keep with it you know so I, I highly encourage Snapseed as like a, a starter app to just kind of start with editing because it's it's got just about everything you're looking for um, for a basic edit of a photo. You know, it's got your color corrections. It's got your um, sharpness adjustments. It's got your brightness, contrast, shadows, lightness and exposure settings. Those are all generic base level kind of stuff. Well, I feel like I learned a ton just by listening to you just talk about like your basic like approach to how you're, you know, tackling these things and stuff like that. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, and if you want something like a little just like a little bit more advanced, I would I would jump into QuickShot. QuickShot is like kind of what I call a beefed up Snapseed. Um, it sure. does things that Snapseed doesn't do. And it's just more things that you can create. I really like those two apps a lot. And uh, I, I really, really dig Pixar a lot as well. That's a little more advanced, but that app has some serious potential. There's some there's a lot of cool stuff, new elements that I can add with that app. All right. Well, uh, listener, I will definitely have those apps and stuff also linked this this one's gonna be full of links <laughs> there's lots of stuff to check out from this um, all the links all, right. all the links <laughs> <laughs> absolutely everybody needs a little bit of direction right um so let's step away from the photography aspect of it because i'm sure that people just pepper you with questions about this all the time i kind of want to ask you about like your generic pokemon go experience because let's be honest that's kind of like where the main common ground is between the two of us right in particular yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Outside of the photography and stuff like that, like, what do you enjoy about Pokemon Go so much? What's going on with that? What I really love about Pokemon Go is that it encourages you to get outside every day. And, like, someone who's has struggled with depression my whole life, like, it is proven that exercise and community activities and sunshine are all things that help with depression. So when I first started playing this game, I was living in Florida and I remember playing at this park and I met this woman in like her 40s who was out playing the game, but had all these questions and saw that I was playing as well. So she just started picking my brain and just I'm a curious person. So I just kind of like was like, hey, you know, 
I don't feel like you're quite the target demographic for this game. Um, how right. did you get into Pokemon? And she's like, oh, well, I'm actually playing on my daughter's account. She's at school right now. So she wants me to go out and collect these things for her so that uh, I can um, have this wonderful thing for her to play with when she gets back home from school. And she's like, it's amazing that I'm out here doing this because, and I don't want to be too forward, but like anxiety is something that I've struggled with my whole life. And I'm like, bro, let's talk. So <laughs> this is, this is it. her name was, I think her name was uh, Denise. And she told me that she had struggled with anxiety her entire life and had pretty much kept to herself and stayed indoors for like the last like two years you know she would go and you know do her shopping at late in the evening because in florida like places like walmart are open 24 hours you know she just like stayed away from crowds of any kind and this game because her granddaughter was so insistent or her daughter was so insistent on on her um playing this game for her while she was away at school she was forced to go outside every day and play and that just the idea that it helps people with mental health things i was immediately on board with that aspect of it so like yeah. someone who struggles with that kind of thing myself a purpose to get outside every day because you just have to to play this game is really important to me and it also obviously the nostalgia aspect of it of just like you know oh my gosh here i am playing with bulbasaur again you know like right, it's 1996 right. all over again you know <laughs> so it started with nostalgia and then it wound up becoming like a tool to help with things that I've struggled with. And I've, the more I talk about this kind of thing publicly, the more that I find out that other people within my play groups that I've been in, involved with also struggle with these kinds of things, you know? Right, and I, totally. I think it's really, really awesome that the game has the ability to, to help people with those kinds of disorders. You know, I think it's really, really great. 100%. I feel like as a video game though, too, like this is something that is pretty unique to Pokemon Go. I mean, because uh, we used to do, I, I brought this up in the show so many times. Uh, I feel like people are sick of hearing this, but I used to do content creation for another podcast for um, League of Legends and, and that community. And just the stark difference in support and positivity that is in just Pokemon in general. And then, then again, another layer up in Pokemon Go. Like it must be this element, like you're saying about getting out like meeting up with people, talking to people who normally wouldn't. You guys instantly have something in common so you can already talk to them and stuff like that. Like it just knocks down barriers. Yeah, absolutely. That's one of my favorite things about the game. Absolutely. Like I can't tell you how many like online friends I've made just because of this game, because of what it does and and how it includes people in this kind of way. You know, right. a lot of people um, feel safer when they have these similarities in common with other people you know if they're if they're amongst friends that that understand what they're going through that level of empathy really really helps promote the aspects that work for this game you know get out and go and play 100 <laughs> percent. so before we close out like the, the traditional section of what we're mm. going to do here today i gotta ask because i always ask this question what's your favorite pokemon oh it's litten it used to be okay so when I, all right it's gone through several phases but right now it's litten okay when the series first started, it was Sandshrew. And the reason it was Sandshrew was because of that episode of the original anime where... Sandshrew! Ash yes! Yes! <laughs> Dude, that thing was so amazing. He was, like, swimming in pools even though he's weak to water. Like, that, that harness going on. Like, yeah, I know. He, like, he's like, you got any glutes, man? Like, that Sandshrew was so OP. Like, he could have crushed anything. So that's why Sandshrew became my favorite. 
um, at first. And then obviously my first starter was Bulbasaur. So he was one of my favorites as well. And then like after like Gen 3, I kind of stopped playing the main series games, although I'm going to like pick that back up again. And, you know, as an adult, I kind of got back into the anime again. I started watching Sun and Moon as I played through copies of Moon. And, like, playing the game alongside watching the show really, like, made me feel more connected to the characters in the game rather than just kind of getting by. But then when they get to the Litten episode, you're like, oh, my God, this cat is just the perfect creature. And he's just, yeah, so it's it's Litten. Like, by all accounts, right now, favorite Pokemon is 100% Litten. That's awesome. Do you like Incineroar a lot? In, dude, Incineroar is my 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 go to for um, Smash. <laughs> yeah, what a he's, what a awesome addition. He's my he's my lead for Smash. He's so much fun. <laughs> awesome. All right, cool. That's it for that part. So now I know I know that you listened to our interview that we had with Zoe, and uh, oh, yeah. we had we had so much fun doing the lightning round with her. Um, and I can't really pick your brain about Australian culture, but I can pick your brain about random stuff that I thought would yes. be fun to ask you just in general. I'm into <laughs> so, it. All right. Let's do another lightning round, huh? Woo! All right, I'm ready. Right. Hit okay, it. ready? You got you to gotta limit these to like, you know, five to ten seconds maximum. Okay. Unless you, it's like, wait. you got to be like, pump the brakes. Let's talk about this for a minute. You really should call it the Thundershock round. I, oh. <laughs> You're welcome. Right, I'm uh, I'm retiring. Uh, the next generation of podcasters is here amongst <laughs> us, uh, and they live in California. Um, <laughs> all right, let's do this. Let's do this thundershock round, shall we? Favorite time of day? Morning hour, a magic hour. It's like either like really early in the morning as the sun's coming up, or or as the sun's going down. It's called magic hour. Cheese fries or chili fries? Oh, chili fries. Best experience you've ever had in a store? In a store. Hmm. I pass. <laughs> what? You can't pass? This I, is an Uno? <laughs> best experience I've ever had in a store? Uh, yeah, you know what? I I will say I used to play Magic the Gathering tournaments a lot in right, stores. Right, right. So I would say like getting first place at a local um, PTQ. Ooh, there we go. All right. Who is your hero? If I had gun to my head, had to pick one, George Carlin. Sick. What's your pet peeve? People who ask too many questions. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That was just joke. Can we quantify no. too many questions? No. Uh, no, pet peeve. Um, oh, Podcasts. man. Uh, people I, that play I Pokemon really, Go. Um. No, I really... Here's a pet peeve. People who think that they aren't or can't be artistic. You can be. Just, just start. What's the best piece of life advice you've ever received? If you have the luxury of riding the elevator to the top, you're supposed to just send it back down all right fill in the blank giovanni is the greatest blank of all time cat petter what's the last meal you prepared i made some pasta last night that counts what's your current guilty pleasure music wise the spice girls Ooh, ooh, that's it's been like a, a pretty consistent thing for you hasn't it been <laughs> uh, they're always guilty pleasure <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you had to give up one of your senses what would it be Scent. If you could have an extra sense, what would it be? Uh, zoom vision for my eyes. Ooh, all right. Delete an entire generation of Pokemon from history. Gen 3. What? <laughs> really? Yeah, not a problem. All right, I'm, I'm going to let that one lie. <laughs> <laughs> What's something that would be a great tasting ice cream, but also the color of a crayon? Tea berry. All right, let's pump the brakes. All right, can you explain that to me? What's what, Can you describe the color? What, what's tea berry? You've you've never you've never had tea berry gum? 
No, 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 no. Oh, it's great. It's like one of those rare finds you can find in Gas Station Gourmet. Um, <laughs> it's like I grew up with it in the Northeast. So it's just like, you know, right next to the Double Mint, just a little little pack of tea berry. But then they started making it ice cream. And then I had this this like 64 pack of Crayola crayons that also had the color tea berry. Oh my berry. So what's what's the color like? What's it look like? The color, if I remember correctly, was like in the pink scale. Okay. All right. Yeah. Tea berry, man. Tea berry. Where would you take your dream vacation? I've already done it. It was it was Hawaii. Sick. All right. And, and lastly, what's your ideal Pokemon roster? So you got to take six. This is your team forever. Oh, top team sick. Oh, you know what? I have this. Let me pull up my Silphoroid app. Okay. I have this. Okay. Obviously, starting with Litten. Santru. Wooper. Um, Giratina, Raikou, and Articuno. I love how you have like two legendaries and Wooper in your team. Dude, That's Wooper's awesome. boss. Yeah, Wooper nothing, is such a boss. Nothing against Wooper for sure. I love him. I also love that when he's like the way he says his name, Whoopa. Like it's just he's everything and more man he's my favorite gen 2 <laughs> pokemon <laughs> for sure whoopers whoopers killer all right well that's all i got for lightning round for you i mean i wasn't keeping score but you you did well uh so <laughs> yay <laughs> all right so uh, let's go let's wrap it up here safe to say i'm i'm paralyzed from the thundershock round <laughs> good deal uh i don't have any paralyzed heals on me so um i don't know i, guess I have a just... full heal we're good all right, good deal. All right, um, let's just wrap this up then. Uh, is there anything you want to go ahead and plug? Um, well, you have the links in the description. Um, my Hello. Twitter, if you're interested in me just ranting about the Spice Girls and pop punk music, <laughs> my Twitter is at jcpix3. Um, if you're interested in the visual content I'm doing, you can find me on Instagram at poppunkpokemonyt. And if you're interested in the video stuff, um, you can find us on Pallet Town Passport. Awesome. All right. Well, hey, Justin, thank you so much for stopping by and chatting with us today about photography, Pokemon Go, and all the things in between. Uh, really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, man. It's Let's do this again soon. This is rad. Oh, totally. Absolutely. Looking forward to that. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. We'll check you out next time. See ya. Deuces. Deuces.